just a warning, everyone. Content discussed today may be triggering for some in regards to mental health. If you're not feeling up to it, hit pause, come back another day and have a listen. If it is serious, please don't hesitate to contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Coogee Voice. On today's episode, we're talking with three graduates of Waverley College, Pat Clifton, Lockie Drew Morris, and Luca Moretti, who've started a podcast, Turn Up the Talk. Turn Up the Talk is aimed at helping tackle mental health in our community by sharing stories about their own lives and speaking about uncomfortable topics in an open and easy manner with the objective of helping young people. The last few years has been a lot of suicides, in particular people our age. And like Lucas said, it is a pretty close community, the eastern suburbs, you kind of know everyone through someone. And there was about 14, I believe, in two years and that kind of hit home pretty hard. There's not the expectation that you're going to fix it overnight, but once you leave that organisation or once you have those treatments down the road, you're going to feel a lot better. You know, I've got a team around me that helps me very much. For me to stick my hand up and for me to to actually take that step was the best thing for me. Pat, Lockie and Luca, welcome to Coogee Voice. Now, I know you're all graduates from the College of Knowledge. Let's start with it. What do you love most about the eastern suburbs? Uh, well, Luca and I are from the eastern suburbs. Obviously, Drew is from the Shire, Tourist. but he, he went to he went to school at Waverley, so he, he's he's got his fair share in. But I personally love the area that we live in. I come from Maroubra East Gardens. Of my dad's a builder, so we've always moved in that kind of area. But I just love being near the beach and just that drive from T- Bondi to Temarema through Coogee to Maroubra. I just I just love the area we live in in terms of beaches and stuff like that. Luca. Yeah, I've got, to, I've got to say the same as Paddy. I mean, I, I was born in Tamarama and then, you know, dad moved to Bondi, mum moved to Randwick. So I'm a bit like I'm a bit like Paddy, you know, love the beach. Couldn't live without the beach and the community as well. I think we're all so close. So, yeah, that helps. There's a great area down at Green Hills, Wander and Cronulla. Where? Yeah, so I haven't heard, yeah. have heard that. <laughs> you can go. It's great. It's not right near the beach as Lockie, well. Lucky you've got to move to God's country. <laughs> it's a fake beach. <laughs> I'm fifth generation Bronte, just to let you know. So don't say anything super offensive. Guys, Let's get into it. You've got a podcast called Turn Up the Talk. Tell us a bit about it. How did it start? Uh, well, like we said, we're from the eastern suburbs where last year, this year, the last few years has been a lot of suicides, in particular people our age. And like Lucas said, it is a pretty close community, the eastern suburbs. You kind of know everyone through someone. And there was about 14, I believe, in two years. And that kind of hit home pretty hard. Some we knew quite well, others you knew through somebody. And we've all had our own experiences with mental health. And we, we do a coach together down at Waverley. And we we're driving one day and we were, we were having a conversation. I can't really remember what it was about. And we we're like, it'd be pretty funny to make a podcast. And then another suicide happened. And we were kind of like, well, why don't we do it and make it a good cause? And then another suicide happened and we were kind of like, let's, let's go. And we took it off from there. Guys, what do you see as the barriers then for young people to talk about mental health? I think the the stigma, like in terms of young men, like there's certain boxes that 
young men have to tick and if you don't tick them you don't think you're normal and I think that's a massive one and I think it's also a sign of weakness if you talk about anything that hurts you and I think the way mental health's going that people it's getting worse and worse especially and especially like in our local communities and the worse and worse it gets the more harder it is for people going to be able to speak up so I think those are two barriers that it's a sign of weakness and that particularly in young men they don't feel comfortable within themselves to talk about it because they don't feel like they sort of meet what society expects of them. Do you think that the issues driving mental health in the eastern suburbs is different to the rest of Sydney? Uh, personally, from the eastern suburbs, I can't speak on behalf of other places. I've, I haven't really involved myself with them, but I think there is a big drug and alcohol culture in the eastern suburbs and I don't knock that at all. Like I, I drink, I don't take drugs anymore, but I think it is such a kind, not an ex- expectation, but you, if you if you're out on a weeknight or a weekend, you're almost guaranteed to see someone on drugs or on alcohol, which again is fine if you're in the right place and that's what you enjoy. I, I don't knock it at all, but I think sometimes people use that as an escape, and like Drew said, there's that feeling of trying to fit in, and if other people are doing it, you kind of feel the need to do it, if that makes sense in in some aspects. And it is a very close community, which can be very good. But also if one person finds out, almost 100 other people find out of certain things that happen. So it can work very positively as a community. Like, for example, with us, the community has been great. However, things can get around quite quite easily from the community. And, yeah, I go back to that drug and alcohol thing within the eastern suburbs. I'm not sure how it is in other places. but The eastern suburbs has the highest proportion of public schools in all of New South Wales. Do you think that private school rugby image feeds into that as well? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, the the private school kind of football is, you know, heavily influenced by you know old boys or people that have been through the school. So you know, the, the dads and uncles and granddads and you know great granddads have been through the schools and have all got that that bloodline of going through that that private school football. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, we talked about it, the community now, um, I think we've slowly starting to get there, I mean, about speaking up and, you know, there's been people putting their hands up, starting charities. But I think the last couple of decades, um, kind of that that footy stigma has been, you know, bite your tongue, grunt your teeth and just keep going because that's what a man does. You know, a man plays footy, has no problems and drinks beer on the weekends with his mates. I think that has uh, that has played a big in- influence, you know, in private school footy because that's what dad's done in the last generations. That's what they did. That's what they were forced to do. And I think, like I said before, slowly we're kind of making a change and that's what we want to do. We kind of want to make a change so you can speak up if you don't feel well. You don't have to, you know, grunt your teeth and bite your tongue because that's what dad did. Okay, everyone has a problem and um, – I just think accountability as well, just touching on what Drew said. I think, yeah, you taking accountability of your own issues. So just because someone else has a smile on their face doesn't mean you have to. So changing gears a little bit to talk about your podcast, has there been anyone in particular that you've had uh, on the show that has said anything that has been profound and changed you? Yeah, I think, yeah, Mark Mitchell. Drew, you want to touch on that? Mark Mitchell said something really good. So he runs E-Lab Fitness and Advanced Therapies. He's a physiotherapist and he spoke about how 
you know, you hurt your ankle, you hurt your leg, you go to the physio to get better. That's where we need to get mental health. We need to get mental health. Okay, your mind's not right. Go to the doctor, go to a psychologist, go to a headspace type organization where there's not the expectation that you're going to fix it overnight. But once you leave that organization or once you have those treatments down the road, you're going to feel a lot better. And I think people are a lot hesitant because it is mental health, but it's the same. It's physical, but people aren't treating it the same. So I think that's something that really stood out for me as well. And also Josh Dugan, the Sharks player, he sort of spoke about the contacts you make throughout a day with people, they affect you. And like he <laughs> he gave the example, he was going to training one day and someone sort of cut in front of him and Nelly, Josh nearly ran up the back of him and all Josh could think about was like getting out of the car and sort of having a go at him. But that was a good example of, okay, well, whatever. Like he did that, that shouldn't affect me. Like I'm just going to move on with my day. And I think that was a big thing for him sort of coming out of his troubled times. And that's what he spoke about was not letting people's actions affect you. So yeah, those are probably the two biggest things for me. So what advice would you then give young people who might be struggling with mental health right now? I think we could all touch on this. Obviously it's cliche and it's very easy to say, speak out and get help. And I think that's thrown around a lot, but the actions to actually go and do that are very different. And I could just say to you, you know, go get help. If someone's not educated in that department, which I think the schools do lack that education in terms of mental health department, they don't know what going and getting help means. So if you are feeling, you know, it's been, obviously everyone has their down days. Everyone has a, a bit of anxiety, depression, where everybody has anxiety. It can be good. It can be bad. I think if it's persistent over a matter of time, I'd recommend speaking to someone you're comfortable with. Us three, I can speak on behalf of pretty lucky. We've got each other. We've got a good friend group and family. Some people aren't as fortunate. So personally for me, I'd speak to a friend or my mum, someone I feel comfortable with, and then you can go go to your local GP and you can get a mental health plan. You explain what's going on and they'll put in steps such as psychologists, psychiatrists, and set it up from there. So like I said, it's very easy to say go and speak out, but there's actual steps you can do. You can visit your GP. They'll set up a mental health plan. You can speak to someone who you're comfortable with. Just getting it off your chest, you know, if just – you don't have to speak to someone who has the answers straight away. I don't, if I'm, if I've had a bad day, I don't expect to, you know, call Lockie or call Luca and explain it and they have an answer, but it's just to vent it out and get it off my chest. I feel better about. So that's what I would say. Lockie. I, I know the biggest one for me is, and I've gone through it sort of this past six months is that anything that you have in your head is 10 times worse in your head than if you say it. And that's helped me a lot realizing that. And just, I know, and I don't, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone, but for me personally, the minute, if something's bothering me, the minute I get it off my chest, I feel 10 times better. So I think like definitely for people, that's some great advice. If you are going through something, it doesn't have to be a mate. It can be a doctor. It can be a psychologist. It can be headspace. It can be a family member. It doesn't have to be a certain individual, but just getting it off your chest. Because most of the time I think people tend to overthink. And that's what makes it a hundred times worse in your head. So yeah, just getting it out, like Patty said. Luca? Yeah, I think I think taking the first step as well. I mean, I, I had an experience not too long ago where um I just spent some time in a in a clinic. That for me was the hardest thing for me. I mean, especially on being, you know, this mental health project and, you know, trying to be a mental health advocate in trying to promote it. For me, that was one of the hardest things that I could have done. And and, you know, I've got a team around me that helps me very much. 
for me to stick my hand up and for me to to actually take that step was the best thing for me. And I think I think how I got in there is that I was going through a situation and I started comparing my situations to other people, not knowing that the way my head works is different to the way other people's head works. Does that make sense? So if they were going through the same situation as me and they were fine, you know, they said, you look, mate, I'm getting over it like I'm feeling good. And then for me, in my head, I'm going, fuck, why don't I feel good? You know what I mean? So me, like comparing situations is is the worst thing. So I think you got to take accountability to what your head and what your body is telling you and then take a step from there and, um, you know, being confident in yourself to do so. One of the things you've spoken about, in particular the barriers for young men in getting help is the perception that if you get help, you're weak. Mm. Out of curiosity, when you've seeked help, have you ever been called weak? Personally, no, never. If anything, it's the opposite. You know, like I've I've got mates who will still message me at times and say, you know, I'm so proud of what you've done in regards to speaking out. I've never, ever been knocked for going and getting help at all. And can I just add, if if you feel like your friends are the type of people who will knock you, it's very easy to say, but I don't think they're the right friends for you, you know? If you don't feel comfortable to open up and speak to your friends because you think they're going to belittle you for that, then in the long run, I think the best thing to do is surround yourself with people who are going to support you through that time. Lucky? Yeah, I I think sort of generally what Paddy said that, like personally, no, no one's ever called me weak, but it's not, I think it's a type of thing that they might not say to your face. They say it and generally I, I don't think any of my mates would do that but I think if that was to happen to people, they wouldn't be worried about personally getting told to your face but like the, the murmurs that go around in a friend group. I think that sort of linked back to that other question before I'm already just touched on it with the eastern suburbs. It's so like densely populated. Like you see your mates nearly seven days a week. So you don't escape that. You rarely get alone time. So that comes back to comparing yourself. If you're with people seven days a week, and you, and you are a bit worried about yourself, it's going to rub off and it's going to feel like, oh, okay, well, you know, am I normal? Like this is going on for that person. Is this what's going on for me? So I think that ties in as well. So Luca, when you've seeked help, have you ever been called weak? Sometimes I've felt weak. You know, at the start of it, I go, you know, I'm just one another kid with mental health issues. And, it's, you know, especially being like on a podcast like this, trying to promote it bit hypocritical you know what I mean I'm always bashing myself up for it but what Pat said I mean it's about the people you surround yourself with and I've I've never been called weak by somebody apart from myself and um just what Pat said I mean if if you feel like people are calling you weak or people are judging you for being weak for have problems I think you know surround start surrounding yourself with people that you feel comfortable in and actually bring you up and build your confidence rather than knocking it down looking back on your life and your teenage years, what is one piece of advice you wish you could give your teenage self? And I'm going to start with you, Luca. The grass is green on the other side. I mean, there is there is a way out. There's light at the end of the tunnel. So keep going. I'm going to say relax. <laughs> I'm going to say just everyone goes through it. I definitely went through it. Try and fit it in. Just don't worry about fitting in. You know, I think it's you spend school and you try and fit into a group at school, but then as soon as you leave school, everyone does their own thing. No one cares about what's sort of cool anymore. So, yeah, just relax and try not to fit in. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say similar things and pretty much not worry what people think of you. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Like no matter what you do, someone's going to knock you for it, you know? No matter what. I've been knocked for doing this podcast. No matter what you do, someone's always going to have an opinion that you won't like. And if you let it get to you, then that's when it's going to bring you down. But who's that person to you? You know, like Louis said, who is that person to you? If, if you are surrounding yourself with a good crew and they're not knocking you down, then that's all your, that's the only opinion that matters to you, you know, because no one's ever going to agree with what you agree on. I have to say, I've like I fundamentally agree with all of you. I'm slightly older than all of you. I'm slightly older than all of you. The one piece of advice I wish I could go back and give myself as a teenager was stop worrying about the future, take a deep breath and enjoy the moment. I think far too many teenagers are worrying about where they're currently at and I get it. Right? I think being a teenager is so, so hard. I think it's even harder now than what it was when I was a teenager. Uh, the mixture of social media, pressure around body image, and that's not just for girls, it's for guys as well. If you're not big enough, if you're not strong enough, if your hair isn't right, if your teeth aren't straight, if you've got acne, and the fact that you've got all this digital imaging, which is completely fake, which is trying to show people this is what you should look like, this is how you should behave, puts all these completely unrealistic expectations. So for teenagers that are there now, what's some advice to overcome those kinds of challenges? Well, like you said, I think social media is huge. I think that has the biggest impact in teenagers these days. And it's great for the fact for you, for us, for Radio Hub to promote what we're doing and it's great in that aspect but then you've you've touched on it when it comes to body image and Instagram oh she's getting 100 likes I'm only getting 70 why is she more popular than me and like I said when I touched on alcohol you know if you're if you're not feeling good and you've decided to take initiative and say you know what I'll stay in this weekend and you're just looking through your Instagram and all your friends are out they're drinking they're having fun you're going I'm missing out on this I would say to put yourself first be a bit, not selfish, but, you know, if, if you're not feeling up to it and your friends are kind of, oh, come on, let's just go out. Just put yourself first and say, you know what? No, I'm not feeling too good. I'm going to stay in this weekend because, um, you know, even I know I'll go out this, I'll go out on the weekend and I'll say I have a big night Saturday on the drink and then I can feel it Monday and Tuesday. I know I'm feeling down. And then if it comes to that next week and I'm still not feeling too good, I'll say, nah, boys, you know, I'm just going to stay in this weekend. And I'm lucky that I've got good friends who understand and they respect that. But I would try to say, yeah, to advice to any young teenager is put yourself first in in, in a certain aspect. I'd probably say just trust yourself and like trust what you enjoy. I think that's a very big issue with like the drug problem as well that I think you'll find people that are doing drugs, like they'll say themselves, oh, I don't even know why I'm doing this. But they're just doing it because their mates do it. So I think trust yourself and you know what you enjoy and you know what you sort of stand for and just back that. Luca? Yeah, I think Pat touched on it a little bit. I would say stop worrying about what people think of you and, you know, focus on building confidence in yourself and focus on being yourself. Because I think when you start thinking, you know, what people think of you, you start bashing yourself up a little bit. And, you know, if you're confident and if you're being yourself, I think you attract the right people and the people that you actually want to be around. So that's that's advice I'd give to the younger years is, Focus on being yourself and don't worry about the outside noise. So, guys, tell us a little bit about season two. What do people have to look forward to? Uh, People have got to look forward to a sort of revamped podcast. We (laughs) took a lot of advice and 
you know, like Paddy said, everyone's got an opinion. And <laughs> we took some of them on board and obviously there's a lot, there's some merit in what people say and what people want to see. So we're going to film this season. So for people we've got lined up, we've got some great people. We've got Aussie Sevens player Dylan Peach, NRL players Joel Thompson, Brandon Smith, Kieran Foran. Well, she didn't quite make it. There was an article about her last week, Carmen Greentree. She was a surfer and she didn't quite make the tour and then went over to India and went through some traumatic events over in India and that was about 10 years ago. Now she's come back and she's sort of helping people through tough times as well. And then we have AFLW player Jess Hosking and plenty more to come. Guys, now before you go, there's three tough questions that we ask everyone that comes on to Could You Voice. You've got to tell us your best beach in the eastern suburbs, the best place to get a coffee and on a cheat day, where do you get a burger? I'll, I'll start. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't go past Chloe. I love Chloe. I love the all, all the beaches, but just I'm not a big sand man, so the Chloe on the uh, the concrete dive in. Uh, coffee. You've picked the right beach. That's where yeah, I'm going to Yeah, it's a good beach. Coffee, uh, juice box down in Malabar. Is, can't go past juice box. And uh, Sunday Sunday night, probably out of the blue, out of the blue burger. I'd probably say Wanda down at. Where? Cronulla, yeah. That's a great What's beach. That's a beach, yeah. Um, Didn't some people get murdered there? <laughs> no. Um, Mackenzie's is definitely my favourite beach. I love it. It's very chilled, relaxed. I'm not a big sand man. I hate sand. So um, Mackenzie's has sand. No, no the, the rock area is actually really nice. You can jump in from the rocks. So uh, best coffee, pool cafe down near Marn Pool at Maroubra. Uh, great people, even better service. So, yeah, go to the pool cafe and uh, – Best burger, sorry, was it? Yeah. Oh, Betty's Burgers at Westfields, the big franchise, and now they're at Bondi Junction. So, yeah, I love Betty's Burgers. Yeah, yeah. best beach, I'm going to have to stay local and go uh, Glamorama. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tamrama. Yeah, I love Tama. Um, grew up there, so, you know, got close ties to there. Best coffee, Nook's Place, King Street, the local. You know what Drewy said? Great service, even better coffee. So make sure to head down there. Burger. Best burger, yeah, I've got, I got to go OTB, Clovelly. Can't go past that. Guys, now, if people would like to learn more or listen to Turn Up The Talk, where should they head to? So we've just recently launched our new website, www.turnupthetalk.com, and on there you'll find our email, social media. So our email is tutpod at gmail.com, T-U-T-T-P-O-D at gmail.com, and our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is Turn Up The Talk. So, yeah, if you want to inquire in, you can listen to our season one on the website, and if you always want to give us a message about anything, just to talk, anything like that, our inbox is always open. Regarding the podcast, you can find us via the website or your favourite podcast streaming app. And our season two will be releasing on the 5th of August. So we're excited for that. Good to hear. Thanks for being on Could You Voice, guys. Thank you for Thanks having us. Nice. Thank you. Aren't Pat, Lockie and Luca inspiring? Now, if you'd like to learn more about Turn Up The Talk, head to turnupthetalk.com or check them out on Facebook or Instagram or listen to them on your favourite podcast app. Thanks for listening to Coogee Voice.